Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jesus Stories number 26, entitled, I Am. If that sounds like an unusual title, well, it is, and I'll explain it later, so stay with us. In today's time with Jesus, he continues answering the religious leaders who challenge his identity and authority. He'll tell them several times who he is and tell them with various images. The leaders will scoff some will believe. This is a rather deep teaching, but it's important for understanding who Jesus says that he is. If you get confused, stay with me to the end. I'll summarize the encounters. These are the Jesus Stories podcasts, the podcast which tells the story of the life and teachings of Jesus in an informal, informative, and interesting way and without preaching. You're listening to a listener-supported podcast. We depend on you to support the costs which are incurred in making this podcast. Costs for internet access, podcast hosting, software and hardware required for the recording and production of these episodes. And then there are the costs for the materials which are used to research these scriptures and their meanings. Yes, all of it costs money. And that's why we've joined up with Patreon to secure Secure your support in an easy and affordable way. If you go visit patreon.com slash Jesus Stories, you can choose the level of support which will fit your budget. I invite you to help us out, won't you? Remember, this podcast goes all over the world, including into third world countries. We reach over 2,000 people per episode, and not all of them have the means to support this effort. If you do support it, we appreciate it, and from everyone, we appreciate your prayers. Tell me the story of Jesus, write all my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that Jesus is at the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem at the temple. He went there secretly at first, but then made his presence known with some rather pointed teaching. This teaching confuses some people in the crowd, but others hearing him believe in him. The one constant is that the religious leaders of the day attempt to trap him into saying something that they think they can use against him. And as we closed last time, these leaders had brought a woman caught in the act of adultery and sought Jesus' determination as to her fate. Shouldn't she be stoned, as the law states? Or what? 
Jesus challenges the leaders in such a way that they all leave without stoning her. And Jesus also will not condemn her. If you haven't listened to that last episode, this would be a great time to step back one and hear that exchange. Jesus then turns to the crowd, speaking these words, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. This is another claim from Jesus equating himself with Jehovah God, and it ties in with the Feast of Tabernacles, which is still being celebrated. At the beginning of the festival, there was a lamp lighting ceremony. A priest would light three huge torches on the lampstands in the women's court of the temple. During the time when the nation of Israel wandered in the desert, God lit the way at night with a pillar of light in the cloud. Later, through the literature of the Old Testament, God is pictured as light. Now Jesus is claiming to be the light that these lamps represent. The Pharisees are not buying it. You make these claims about yourself, they say. Thus, they are not valid. They were referencing back to a requirement in Jewish law that any claim must be established by at least two witnesses. Jesus' claim was just from him only. At least that's what they think. Jesus responds to their charge. These claims are valid, even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect, because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness, and my Father who sent me is the other. Basically, Jesus says that what he is saying is valid. They can't understand because they judge or they evaluate by the standards of the earth. He judges by the standard of his Father, Jehovah God, who, by the way, is the other witness. Since there are two witnesses, Jesus himself and the Father, Jehovah God, the testimony is indeed valid. So the religious leaders ask, where is your father? This is kind of like the first century equivalent of who's your daddy. Jesus responds by telling them that since they don't know him, they don't know his father either. If they knew him, they'd know his father. Then John, the writer of this section of the story, tells us, Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury, but he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. Obviously, the religious leaders are looking for a way to arrest him. Then Jesus challenges them with this statement, I am going to go away. He was referring to the future when he would be crucified, resurrected, and then go back to heaven. You will try to find me, but you can't follow me. You'll die in your sin. In other words, you religious teachers and Pharisees are wasting your time arguing with me. If you can't believe me now, your disbelief will lead to your death. The people ask among themselves, what's he going to do? Commit suicide? 
What does he mean that we can't follow him where he's going? If Jesus were to commit suicide, then these people believed that he would go to the farthest reaches of hell and know they could not follow him. But that's not what he's talking about. He informs them, you are from below, I am from above. You belong to this world, I do not. In other words, there are two different worlds, below and above. There's the spiritual realm where Jesus is from, and then there's the earthly realm where we are all from. And he continues, that's why I said you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. Now, there is a part of the language of this statement that is lost on us until we go back and look at the original Greek language in this book. Jesus says, for unless you believe that I am, this refers back to the story of Moses and the burning bush. All right, let me explain. It's all recorded in the Old Testament book of Exodus. While the nation of Israel was living in Egypt, a ruler, who was called a pharaoh, came to power who did not know what the nation of Israel had done for Egypt some years earlier. He was just afraid of this people who had grown very numerous. He enslaved them in order to control them. After 400 years of living in Egypt, Jehovah God raised up a deliverer a man named Moses. Moses was born and raised in Egypt in the house of the Pharaoh. Through a series of circumstances, he was living in Midian, a country east of Egypt. While tending the sheep of his father-in-law, he took the flock up onto a mountain called Sinai. There, an angel of Jehovah God appeared to Moses in the middle of a bush that was on fire. It was on fire but it wasn't being burned up. It wasn't being consumed. Jehovah God gives Moses the mission to go back to Egypt and to order Pharaoh to free Israel from the slavery, allowing them to leave the country. Now, Moses was reluctant to take on this mission, so he and Jehovah God had a conversation about this. One of the questions which Moses asked of Jehovah God was this, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? Jehovah God replies, I am who I am. Say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. By the way, this is a great scene in the movie, The Ten Commandments. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it to you. So when Jesus uses this phrase, for unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins, he is invoking the name which Jehovah God shared with Moses, I am. In other words, unless you believe that Jesus comes from Jehovah God, you will die in your sins. Now, the people don't pick up on this, however. Who are you, they demand? Jesus tells them that he is always who he has claimed to be. Then he tells them that he'd like to say a whole lot more about them and to them, words which he says would not be complimentary, but he won't, for I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me. The people still don't understand. 
Jesus tells them that they will understand when he is crucified. I do nothing on my own but say only what the Father taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do what pleases him. Then, John tells us, many who heard him believed him. So Jesus turns to them. These are the ones who do believe. He says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That last statement is an oft-misquoted and misused scripture. What Jesus is saying is that you are really a disciple of Jesus if you follow his teaching, doing what he says. In fact, you will know truth, and you will be set free. That raises objections. We're descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. How can we be set free? Now, this was totally ignoring the history of the nation. Israel had been enslaved some seven times. They're also not recognizing a truth which Jesus then shares with them. He comes back with, I tell you the truth. Now, that's his way of saying, you really need to listen to what I'm about to say. I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Whoa, powerful statement. Everyone who sins includes every one of mankind. Everyone who sins, he says, is a slave of sin. But Jesus has a solution for that. He begins by explaining that a slave is not a member of a family, but a son is a member of the family. So when the son sets the slave free, then that slave is now really a free person. Jesus is saying that he is the son of Jehovah God, and he can set people free. Yes, he also adds, I know you're descendants of Abraham, but in spite of that, some of you are trying to kill me. You have no room in your heart to hear my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father. You're following the advice of your father. The crowd declares that Abraham is their father. Jesus says, no, if you were children of Abraham, you'd follow his example. But you're trying to kill me because I'm telling you the truth, truth which I heard from my father, Jehovah God. Abraham never rejected the truth. You're actually following your real father. The crowd comes back with, we aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Jesus responds with the equivalent of, really? If God was your father, you'd love me. And it is obvious that they don't love Jesus. He continues, I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. But he continues, you can't even understand me because you can't even hear me. Your father is the devil. You love the evil he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. When I speak truth, Jesus continues, you naturally cannot believe me. Who of you can accuse me of sin? Why can't you believe me? If you belong to Jehovah God, you'll gladly hear what he has to say. But you don't listen. You don't listen because you don't belong to Jehovah God. 
At this, the people resort to name-calling. You Samaritan devil! Didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? This name, Samaritan devil, encompasses two insults in one. If you remember from episode 7, a Samaritan is someone that the Jewish people hated. Samaritans were half-Jewish and thus impure to the Jews of Israel. And, of course, Jesus' first missionary was a Samaritan woman. And yes, Jesus has been accused of being possessed by a demon prior to now. Jesus responds to this mudslinging humbly. I'm not demon-possessed, he says. I honor my Father, Jehovah God. You dishonor me. While I don't want to be glorified, Jehovah God, who is the true judge, will glorify me. I tell you the truth. Again, there's that you better pay attention statement. I tell you the truth. Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. That sets the people off. Again? Now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets die. But you said anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? Just who do you think you are? Jesus, still responding humbly, says it doesn't count if he wanted glory for himself. But Jehovah God will glorify him. Then he continues, you say he is our God, but you don't even know him. I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. The people are getting even more riled up, madder and madder. How can you say that you've seen Abraham? You're not even 50 years old. These people are seeing things through their physical eyes, not with their spiritual sight. And Jesus responds to them. He says, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. Jesus invokes the name of his father, Jehovah God, I am, and he's saying that he was around even before Abraham was born. That infuriates the people to the point where they pick up stones to throw at him. But Jesus is hidden and he leaves the temple. Now, this interchange between Jesus and these teachers and the other Jews it's, it seems a bit confusing. So let me just clarify what Jesus is trying to teach them. He tells them that his message comes from his father, Jehovah God. That means that he has come from Jehovah God down to earth to share a message from him. But you, the people listening then and those teachers, could not hear or comprehend the message. They're tuned into their father, the devil, who is the father of lies. If you belong to Jehovah God, you'll gladly hear the message he's trying to convey. You claim you belong to Jehovah God, but you don't hear him. Therefore, you don't even know him. Jesus has explained that there are two worlds, the earthly and the spiritual. We've talked about this before. We have earthly ears and hear words in an earthly context. Jesus is speaking in spiritual terms, so we have to put on our spiritual ears to really hear what Jesus is trying to say. What's he trying to say? 
Well, there are two messages which he emphasized about himself during this festival. First, he says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Secondly, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Now, this is a lot to take in. You might want to go back to listen to this episode again to get the importance of Jesus' words in this episode. You know, every time I come to this passage, I have to study it all over again. This is tough words, tough sayings. So we're going to end the episode with that. And I appreciate you taking time to listen to these stories. I pray they're helping you to better understand Jesus and grow closer to him. You can help me by sharing with me how these stories are touching your life. Shoot me an email. I'm at JesusStories at Outlook.com. That's JesusStories at Outlook.com. Or you can use Facebook or Instagram to send me a direct message. We're known as Jesus Stories, the podcast on those social media platforms. On Twitter, we're known as Jesus Story Pod. Remember, these Jesus Stories are supported by you, the listener. Have you supported this podcast yet? You know, it's really easy. You can visit the website, JesusStories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast link. You'll find a link there to our Patreon page so you can select a level of support which fits your budget. It's really, really easy. Remember, this podcast reaches all over the world with a majority of listens coming from third world countries. That's right, third world countries. So you, my first world listeners, I invite your support to reach the the world with this message of Jesus. Go visit the website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab in our menu. All of these stories are available on your favorite podcast player or by visiting jesusstories.info slash podcast. When you listen, would you share a rating and a review on your podcast player, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? You can also listen on Pandora, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now even on Facebook while you scroll through those posts on your Facebook app. Links to all of these are on the website, jesusstories.info slash podcast. So coming up next time... Jesus will heal a man born blind, and he'll create trouble for the man. What? Yeah, the man gets in trouble for being able to see. That's coming in two weeks on these Jesus stories. We'll see you then. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.